Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Am I doomed? Am I a doomed person? No. I feel sometimes like there's always something with me. Um, there's always something with everybody. You think so? There's always shit. Always. Yeah. Always. If somebody's telling you everything, it's like easy coasting. Either they're one in a million or they're a fucking liar. They're usually a fucking liar. You gotta guess. I mean, one is easier than the other. I don't know. I don't think you're doomed, though. No. I mean, you got health. You got wealth. You got happiness. You got your family. You got your kid. I don't have wealth. I mean, your sister is going through some difficult shit, and that is very yeah. painful and unfortunate for you and the family. But I would say overall, you as an individual, you're doing okay. It, it's kind of funny because it, it kind of changes with the weather with me lately, my mood and my oh, my overall outlook. Um, right now, and there's been and there's a lot of times where I feel positive. I feel I want to punch a stranger in the fucking face at the gas station if they cut in front of me in the line though lately. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I have uh, deep anger that I haven't felt in a really, really long time. And I've had a few instances lately where I was like, I should probably just go home because I'm going to snap at someone for something that is not really a snappable offense. Like someone cutting me in a line or looking at me funny, catch somebody looking at my tattoos and I want to be like, what are you fucking looking at? You know, shit like that that I normally don't care or wouldn't notice. Where yeah. was I the other day where I was like, I need to just go home. I can't remember where I was, but I was out somewhere and just, uh, some guy did something and I almost snapped at some a stranger the other day and I caught myself and I was like, yeah, you should probably chill. Oh, I think it was the grocery store. I think some dude just got a little too close to me and I was almost just about to tell him to go fuck himself. But I was like, you know what? I, it could be me. It could be me. Yeah. It's weird. It's interesting overall because... I feel like that, and I don't currently have a crisis in the family, mm. but I feel like everything's been on a short fuse, which is part of the reason why I don't mind taking a break from drinking, because it's like, I know the thoughts in my head are way, way too aggressive. Just yeah, everything is a big deal. And I'm like, you know what? Considering how many people are out there freaking the fuck out everywhere... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's just me. I don't think it's just you. I don't think it's our situations. I think our society is going through the part of grief that is anger. Yeah, definitely. I, I'll tell you. I think we're grieving the turmoil of this whole COVID catastrophe, among other things. Yeah. And I really think that as a country, we are going through a state of anger. Like, we all expected this thing to be getting better. It's not. It makes everything just a little bit more frustrating. It does. Uh We haven't had to go out in public and interact with people in a year. So now that we're interacting with people, every single thing they do is annoying as fuck. And I'm interacting with people all day, every day at work. Right. I get that you feel like you're boiling over, but that's how I feel. And yeah. I have no reason to be boiling over. You know, it's kind of funny because I was talking to one of my friends the other day and I was like, yo, you know, there's people that literally we were at like Dunkin Donuts and somebody was like flipping out. We're like, there's people that literally can't go get a coffee without having some sort of altercation, whether it just be verbal or, you know, something. But it's like, yo, this is not their only altercation for the day. Like, this is how this person lives their life. It's just such a crazy concept. Oh yeah. I had, I had another um, thing where I've been so 
upset with people that I know that refuse to get vaccinated and don't share my political beliefs lately that I'm like almost ready to end friendships. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? I never shared the same political beliefs as these people before, but it never fucking mattered. And now I feel Mm -hmm. like it matters. But then I also look back and say, well, if this pandemic ends in six months, does it matter anymore? And I'm looking at individuals like, yo, you're the reason that this is still going. It's not Trump anymore. He's, by and large, out of the limelight. Like, he's been poking back around. I heard he's commentating a boxing match or something with his son Mm. coming up. But um, it's just I'm looking at people that I I used to, like, really like that I know harbor alt-right conservative values because they'll tell you they don't want to talk about politics. And then you'll see them liking posts online that are very contrary to that. You know, like, not, uh, oh, I thought you didn't do politics. That's funny. It caught you liking Trump posts. And you know they're not vaxxed. And they've, you know... And it's just like, you know what? I'm at the point where I'm just like, fuck these people. I I don't even want to be friends with you anymore. I don't want to have a relationship with you anymore. I don't like that I feel like that, you know? Yeah. I've written off the QAnon crowd a long time ago because I was like, once they decided they weren't for democracy, I was like, fuck these people. And the people that are like spewing all this, it really, I mean, it's just lies about mask mandates and uh, vaccines and shit. It's all lies. Yeah. I kind of am writing them off, too. Although, I don't know how long, right? I don't know. Is it a permanent write-off? I don't know. The QAnon people, especially the ones that, like, were saying shit up to January 6th where the Capitol insurgency happened, especially people that were talking about civil war against liberals, those people I just wrote off entirely. Yeah. those Those people shouldn't be partaking in our society because our society is supposed to be built around the idea of Free ideas floating around. People can believe whatever they want. And then you go to the polls and you vote. And you respect that vote as the people's choice. That's the system we chose. If you don't want to do any of that, then fuck off. Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues. Um, I didn't get a chance to even look at your text. So let's look at it now. I sent you a video. Okay. It's like a two-minute video this guy did. Oh, so this is the guy for Blue's. So I've been seeing this guy all over. Yeah. All over my feed, but I'm like, I don't know who this is. Here, watch it and put, put the audio on. Hi. You got a second? You remember how, when we were younger, we used to um, run around and hang out with Blue and find clues and talk to Mr. Salt and freak out about the mail and do all the fun stuff. And then one day I was like, oh, hey, guess what? Big news. I'm leaving. Uh, This is my brother Joe. He's your best friend. And then I got on a bus and I left. And we didn't see each other for like a really long time. Can we just talk about that? Great. Because I I realized that 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 was kind of a problem. I just kind of got up and went to college and uh that was really challenging by the way but great because i got to use my mind and take a step at a time and now i literally am doing many of the things that i wanted to do and then look at you and look at all you have done and all you have accomplished in all that time and it just it's just so amazing right i mean we started out with clues and now it's what student loans and um, jobs and families and some of it has been kind of hard you know i know you know and i I wanted to tell you that i i really couldn't have done all of that without your help and in fact all the help that you helped me with when you were younger is still helping me today right now and that's super cool i guess i just wanted to say that after all these years i never forgot you ever and i'm super glad we're still friends Thanks for listening. You look great, by the way. 
Whatever it is you're doing, it's working. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> fuck Blue's Clues. So, <laughs> this... I never this, watched that. I'm too old. Yeah. I got a lot of, lot of feelings about this. One is, we're obsessed with nostalgia in this country. And Mm -hmm. the nostalgia we are obsessed with is not even real. Americans are obsessed with nostalgia for, like, Star Wars and Blue's Clues. Those aren't real things. Those are things you watched that were fake. You're remembering these better times of something that's not real. Yeah. And you're obsessed with it. I don't think I've ever heard anybody reminiscing on anything from their childhood outside of this shit. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? This guy has not made his face seen since he left that show, I don't know, 15 or 20 years ago, whatever it was. And people are sharing his stuff like crazy. Like, oh, Steve's back. And uh, this is what I really wanted to talk about. The guy is not Steve. I'm Steve. I don't know if that's his real name. I don't fucking care, but... The character he was on the show with the blue-screened cartoon animals, that shit wasn't real, and that was a character. Michael K. Williams died this week, the actor that was in uh, The Wire, Boardwalk Empire, tons of movies, tons of TV shows. I mean, the guy was on everything, right? And I saw multiple people refer to it as Omar died, his character from The Wire. And I'm like, Omar died in season five on the show. (laughs) That's a fucking character. I think Americans are really getting detached from real life. Like, they they Mm -hmm. see celebrities and they think the celebrity is the character and they think they're going to be like the character. And it's like, dude, it's fake. (laughs) It's all fake. Like, you don't need your cartoon friend from when you were six getting on the internet to tell you everything's going to be better. You probably have close people in your life that tell you things are going to be better every day, and those people are actually important. Like, I don't know what this guy's agenda is. My guess is Nickelodeon is promoting Blue's Clues 25th anniversary. I read somewhere that they were getting ready to relaunch the show. They're trying to make a bag off it. My guess is he reached out to all these people because Nickelodeon called him and said, we got a big fat check for you. What do you think about this idea? Everyone's real miserable right now. How about you give them a, a couple kind words to cheer them up and we'll give you a big fat check and you can go back to doing whatever it is that you do in isolation. It's fake. It's all fake. Everything people love in this country is fake. And the things they should actually pay attention to, they don't. Yeah. You know who else is bullshit? There's two people that are bullshit. They both released albums last week. Kanye West and Drake. Mm. Did you listen to both albums? Uh, I did. Did you listen? I have not. Have you ever listened to a Drake album? I have not. So, who do you want to talk about first, Kanye or Drake? Let's go with Drake. I'm more curious. I'm I'm unfamiliar with his work. Again, kind of like Blue's Clues. I'm too old to have ever really watched it, but I know he was on that show Degrassi. And that was on like in the early 2000s or the late, late 90s. I think that show was on for a long time, so I don't know. I don't even know what that show is. It's some Canadian high school like teen drama. And at one point he gets shot in the school and he's, and he's paralyzed for the rest of his time on the show and they called him Wheelchair Jimmy. <laughs> My first thing with Drake is he says in the media that he's 34. I looked this up and I was like, well, if he played an actor, a teenager in like the early 2000s, there's no fucking way. I mean, actors and celebrities lie about their age all the time. I think he's more like 40, give or take. Well, you have to consider it's Canadian age. Yeah, exactly. Their calendar is like 15 months. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Drake has had a few tracks over the years where I was like, this is an undeniably good rap song. I don't care for his voice, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's untalented or, you know, that I think he's a bad guy or anything like that. The, there's a new single from the album called Way Too Sexy, which is a flip on the old Right Said Fred song. And, and I was like, hey, this song's a banger. You know, if I was at a, a gentleman's club and this came on, and I, I'd be like, hey, this is a good song for this type of environment. Like, cool. This is on his new one? Yeah. I, and the video is actually really funny. I, I can't do the uh, the sad boy R&B in my feelings shit. The thing that irritates me about him is it's like he bounces back and forth between being a tough guy and being this heartbroken, wear my emotions on my sleeve lover guy. I mean, the album is called Certified Love. Boy, and he's like 40. And he says he's 34, but he's he's fucking 40. All right. It's just like it's just such a force. But people that are under, say, like 35 years old, fucking love him. Hmm. And they think he's so sick. And it's just I just don't fucking get it. All these like tough guys that I know, they love Drake. And it's like he just inspires such fuckboy behavior, like grown men doing TikTok dance challenges to his new songs. Like it's just it's just really irritating. You know, he got exposed for using, like, ghostwriters and shit like that, but he would claim to be the best rapper, which is, you know, like, I know it's an outdated thing to complain about, but here I am, 40-year-old guy, <laughs> hip-hop fan. I mean, don't say you're the best rapper if you're using ghostwriters. I mean, I think it's, and that's fair. And I don't know, like, the whole, it's like a thing. Every fucking corny girl that posts a picture in a bikini and then writes views for the, uh... The caption on Instagram, that's, you know, it's a Drake rap. Everything, it's just like, he ushered in an era of culture online of, like, people that are younger than us, like, trying to show off online, like, going to Miami, fucking going to LA. Like, every time they go on vacation, just acting like such douchebags online about it. Like, they're the they're the only fucking person to snort coke in a Miami club bathroom. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like maybe it's not 100% him, but I feel like he really ushered in this era of like just fuckboy bullshit and so that's kind of my thing with drake i just i think he's got some good songs i'm sure if i was hanging out with him he, maybe he'd be a fine guy but like publicly i just dude it's, it's just not for me i find it very cringy it, you know i've given it a fair chance it, it's just like the whole thing that i just i don't know i just can't do it i think he's i think he's fucking corny dude i'm gonna be honest and i know this is gonna shock you but uh you don't have to listen <laughs> I don't. So I don't. But the thing is, as an avid music fan, you know, I, you know, I'm still, I still like to follow new music. I like to check it out. I like to give it a chance. Keeps me creative. Yeah. If there's a new Drake album, you cannot, you can't escape it. You know, if you go online and you're into music, you, you simply can't escape it. So you, and when you work in a barbershop, anytime there's a Drake or a Kanye record to come out, that's going to be the topic of conversation by and large hmm. for a few days. It's going to be the Drake, the Kanye, the Kanye, the Drake. So what's up with old man Kanye then? He sucks now. So Kanye used to put out <laughs> some good records. I hate how we can't just put out a fucking record. Everything's like a disaster train wreck rollout. It's just kind of annoying. I find him annoying. I don't like the rants. I don't like the sneakers. I don't like the fashion. What are these uh, disaster rollouts that he does? Oh, uh, he's just super messy, like delaying the album, changing the album. There's always drama. He always has to start a fight with somebody. He's been starting a fight with Drake. Um, yeah, but all that stuff is promotion. Yeah, I just don't care. I, I understand that. I, I just personally, it's not for me. No, I mean, like, it's probably intentional. It's 100% intentional. The album's not that good. Kanye used to be a guy who had his own sound. Now it's, I'm going to make a record that sounds like every other popular rapper's song. 
And the album is just not that good. And it's like two fucking hours long. And I was like, yo, this has very little replay value to me. Uh, this is not the guy who made The College Dropout or My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy or Graduation. This is the guy who makes shitty albums that are too long. He's just a fucking egomaniac. Are those your favorite albums by him? Yeah. I think that's fair. Late Registration. All great. I thought Graduation was good. I thought they were all good. All of the light, all of the light. I mean, the guy had a lot of pent-up music in him. Yeah. He let it out. He let it out. I don't know. It takes time to recharge. I mean, you must like him. He's a Christian. He's, <laughs> he seems to be putting a lot of effort into things that are not music. He's a billionaire now, but I think he just became a billionaire because he sold so many pairs of sneakers. From what I understand, his deal with Adidas has been really fruitful. Nice. Good for him. So, Ed, what I thought would be a nice thing to do... Tell you a bunch of records that I downloaded this year that I think are a lot better. Yeah, I want to know that. Jesus Christ. Unlike you, I don't have a lot of time to uh, peruse music I'm going to hate. So I more look for recommendations from people I trust. So what do we got? Crime Apples put out a couple new records. Those are both good. Makami Pray for 80. Tyler the Creator, Call Me If You Get Lost. Fucking really good album. Alchemist, This Thing of Ours. Borrowed Time by Dark Low and Harry Fraud. Bo Jackson by Baldy James and The Alchemist. Mac Homme also put um, his old album HBO and uh, Bulletproof Love both into iTunes, so you can now download those. You could not download them before. Nice. Uh, the new West Side Gun is really good. I hate the album title. I don't understand why he keeps going with this. <laughs> and uh, Gavaria, RLX, and Primo Profit. Primo Profit is a really good rapper from Boston. Him, RLX, and Crime Apple make up Manteca. So, yeah. A bunch of rap albums that I would listen to any and all day over either of those two huge commercial albums. How's that? Let's talk about what we like. I like it. Can I say something that I hate before we get into something that we like? Please. I would love for you to do that. So I know there's a lot of different streaming services out there mm-hmm. for music I'm talking about. I currently only have a subscription to Amazon Music. And what is yep. driving me fucking crazy is I keep listening to albums where there's either a song missing mm. or there's a different version of that song because samples couldn't be cleared. I don't know, whatever it is. Why is it that I can buy that digital or record or whatever and get the real song, but you can't fucking play me the album as it is on the like actual material? Like if I buy the record, I'm going to get the full album undistorted. But if I listen to it through Amazon, and this is increasingly happening, they're just mm. cutting songs out of albums like crazy. I listened to Ghostface Killer's first album. Well, is it his first album, Iron Man? Iron Man's his first, and Supreme Clientele is his yeah. second. So I listened to this in the car yesterday. I only had my phone on me, so I threw on Amazon Music. I threw on Iron Man. Dude, Winter Wars is not on the Amazon stream of that album. Why wouldn't that be on there? Dude. Here's the fucked up thing. I searched for Winter Wars on Amazon Music, and it did pop up by itself on the Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood soundtrack. Dude, it's it's blacked out on the Apple version, too. It's got to be a problem with the sample. Well, then how do, they, how do they get it for the Don't Be a Menace soundtrack? What the fuck is going on? Good thing I have the album already hard downloaded into my shit. Dude, this should be illegal. This whole thing should be illegal. You think you're getting an album it's got to be a problem with the sample dude fuck samples 
Someone needs to pass along in Congress because I want the original album. Otherwise, all these streaming services can get fucked. Because, dude, if you're buying an album off them today and you go to download it in five years, they're going to be like, oh, sorry, I had to get rid of some of those tracks. Yeah. Sorry. Dude, I'm with you. Dude, fuck these services. Dude, fuck them. People ask me all the time. They're like, why do you have an iPod? And I'm like, I have an iPod because a lot of the albums I have, you can't get on these stupid streaming services. Fuck them. If there's something I really like, I hard download it onto my phone. I just don't understand it. I'm sorry for your troubles. I could buy that album off of Amazon and they would send me a disc of it for like five bucks. Why can't they just play the album? What the fuck? Who are these people that are fighting the samples at this point? Get over yourselves. Someone needs to shut that whole sample shit down. It was bullshit when they did it. Ghostface used it fucking better than whoever made the original version anyways. Fuck them. It's all bullshit anyways, because it all qualifies under fair use. I mean, somebody just needs to sue these fuckers and, and get it over with. There's nothing wrong with sampling another musician. Have at it. I don't care how long the sample is. Make it different than the original and you can keep it. <laughs> I agree. I concur. Yeah. If I want to play a Barry Manilow record backwards and rap over it, I should be allowed to do that. I don't have a problem with that. Fans of Barry Manilow will, but fuck them. <laughs> so anyways, that pissed me off. Yeah. Styles P, Gangster and a Gentleman has a couple songs missing too. I noticed that the other day and I was like, what the fuck? Unfortunately, I didn't have that hard downloaded into my phone, so I can't can't get around it. Dude, Redman's Dox the Name didn't have I'll Be That. Oh, yeah, that's a big, that's got a sample in it. That's probably why. Dude, there was a huge music video for that one. Are you kidding yeah. me? That was like the single off the album. You're going to fucking cut it out? I was looking for Cormega Hustler Rapper album, and it's not in iTunes anymore. Um, the J-Lib album, the red was cut off it. They made him put a remix of the red with like a shitty beat. Trash. And it's like, dude, you can't tell me that <laughs> J. Dilla and Madlib sampled anyone that fucking matters. No. It's so fucking annoying. Everybody's a dick. <laughs> What do you think about people who don't follow music? I think, uh... I think they're weird. I think that's weird. I don't like that. People people who just don't care about music. That's so strange to me. Like, they're just not into music. What do you... What What confuses you more? The people that aren't into it or the people that they're into it, but they, they won't look any further than the radio? Same thing, because if you were really into it, like, even if somebody was like, oh, I'm excited for that new Drake album, and they're not, like, gonna look into anybody else. Like, Drake's on a whole record label maybe there's a couple of guys on it. if you like that sound maybe you'd like somebody on his record label right yeah right but it doesn't go any further like dude Wu-Tang comes out it's like oh they all have solo careers sick I'm getting all of them right you know like oh Tribe Called Quest Q-Tip's got a solo I'm definitely getting that Oh, new Mob Deep album. Oh, Big Noid. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I, I enjoy that shit. But some people just, like, they get a little older. You don't have time for every album. So, like, I, I just rattled off, like, four or five albums that I've been listening to this summer. You know, I'm sure there was still 30 albums that I missed. Yeah. I think I've said it before, but most people stop listening to new music around 25. What about people who never listen to new music to begin with? They just don't listen to music. Sociopaths. So music plays off of our intuition over time and math. Your, your brain likes patterns and it appeases a part of your brain that's doing these calculations it gets the timing down it likes it it likes the change-ups notes are all mathematical sounds so i could see somebody not being interested in music if like their innate sense of math is off I would expect that somebody that's not really into music is not great at math. I don't mean math like textbook math. I mean math like you hold up a bunch of things and you're like, how many is this? And they're just like, I don't know, a handful. <laughs> 
Hmm, maybe. I bet I bet there's a correlation there. I do think it's interesting, though, that people tune out new music at 25. Whatever they grew up listening to to that point is, like, their album for the rest of their life. Yeah, the soundtrack. Like, I love all the classic hip-hop. I love it. I play it in the car with my daughter. She really likes it. A lot of it's cleaner, less rough-sounding, so it's, like, cool. It's a little more upbeat. We could do De La Soul. We could do Tribe, yeah. Native Tongue stuff. But... I've heard those records thousands of times. I've heard the records they've sampled. I love music. I have a pretty vast knowledge of music. Because of hip-hop, it got me interested in other kinds of music when you realize they're sampling this from other, other genres of music. You know, so I grew an appreciation for the types of music. Plus the fact that I like punk rock and metal and some hardcore and right. jazz. It's just weird not to be into music at all. Like, someone doesn't have a favorite artist. They just throw on Spotify pop playlists. <laughs> and shit like that i don't it's weird i don't get it i i just i just don't understand it it's strange i don't think people are that interesting mm, definitely not i mean i have conversations with people and i'm just like wow okay <laughs> what do you do in those conversations i try to listen to what they're saying i try to really focus in on what they're saying and then i'll do something that they usually don't expect which is i'll ask them how they feel about whatever they just said mm like how did that make you feel well I'll ask him like what was it like right so like i don't know you talk to some guy that starts telling you about like oh when i was your age i used to go bowling every week and i'd, I'd show up and the shoes would always you know they, they'd never have my size so i had to go across the street and get these shoes but you know i was bowling all the time i was doing really well i met those people and it's like what was that like <laughs> like what was it like bowling back then? They had beers. Like you start asking like more questions, and they kind of it kind of throws them off course. But if you throw them enough questions, you can actually get somewhere interesting. It's it's funny because there's been times in my life where I could have a, a wide array of friends and get to know people and, and maybe make a friendship with somebody who I have nothing in common with, but we have one thing in common. Whereas otherwise, you know, I'm not really in that place right now. I could be in that place again at some point, but I'm not there right now. I talk to a lot of people. Me too. Oh yeah, you're you're a barber. I mean, you must, right? Yeah, and you know what's kind of funny is like I don't have to have the same taste in, in in music as somebody. I don't. I generally don't have much interest in talking to people who are uncultured. If I'm talking to somebody uncultured, I want to know more about what they do know. They usually don't know too much. I'll ask questions until we get somewhere, even if it's just their crazy opinion. Because it does start to get mm. interesting when you really dig below the surface a little bit. Beneath the surface. I think it might be the show, but I found that um, I'm very bad now at superficial conversation. So when somebody starts talking to me about something like the weather. Oh, fuck that shit. I will change subjects quickly to fish for something different. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, good to see you. Wow, the weather. I'm like, did you fly in? Yeah, why? What were the airports like today? Oh, they were fine. How about the plane? People were in masks on the plane? Yeah, people were wearing masks. How was the travel overall? It was fine. But when I was leaving my house, I had a problem with my luggage. I'm like, what was the problem? And then I'll, like, whatever real thing they have to talk about, I'll fish for it. You're going to give them an anxiety attack by the end of that. Good five minutes of that is too much for most people. They love it. Do they? Because you're actually engaging with them. People like to be engaged. I don't think people like talking about the fucking weather. Mm. Do you like to talk about the weather? No, I fucking hate it's it. Better than, it's better than some things, but it wouldn't be my preferred topic of conversation. But I mean... I like talking about the weather when there's a tornado warning. Mm. I don't like talking about it because it's a nice day. Oh, it's a nice day. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking nice. Great. I like a nice day. 
Wow, we've done this podcast to death. We're talking about the weather right now. (laughs) This Saturday is the 20th anniversary of the September 11th tax 2001. Yeah, it is. 20 years later. Mm -hmm. The war in Afghanistan started because of this ended two weeks ago. Yep. 20 years later. It's insane. Holy shit. Our country has literally been a fucking roller coaster ever since. Yeah. Ever since. It's like the economy's a fucking roller coaster. People are greedy as fuck. Yep. Everyone's running around like maniacs. It's become very nihilistic, very self-centered very fearful yes very fake patriotic yes um and i say fake patriotic because people are still flying flags like they did the week after 9-11 except you know if the idea back then was we're all coming together for something uh we didn't come together for any action we came together basically we all agreed it was horrible yeah people put flags up what people should be doing now is coming together to eradicate a virus that has killed 600,000 Americans. But I would say that this country overall has been pretty much in shambles since 9-11. I think people have serious PTSD and trauma from it. I think it affected people across the entire country. If you had asked me 20 years ago, would I think that this would have effects and ripples throughout the rest of our lives, I would have guessed no. Yeah, I would agree. Here we are. Dude, if you look at entertainment before 9-11, it was so much more mellow. There were lots of comedies. Mm -hmm. A lot of the movies that were in Hollywood were actually like people's frustration with the daily grind. Not because it was hard, but just because it was monotonous. You had movies like Fight Club and uh, American Beauty where like the the protagonist just couldn't stand punching a clock. Mm-hmm. That was the that was the burden of of the American life back in uh, 2000. And now, dude, Americans hate each other. They're divided. Politicians, I mean, they don't even they don't even try to pass laws anymore. You were talking about Ted Cruz earlier. I don't think that guy's aware of the fact that his job is actually to make laws. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't do that anymore. No, they don't. It's got nothing to do with it. I'm going to send out tweets and make people upset so they vote for me. That's, dude, that's literally not your job. But anyways, yeah, I think um, in hindsight of 9-11, I think uh, we didn't do much good. I don't think we're in a better place. And I think, wow, 20 years of fucking chaos. And you think about it, people in their 20s that are upset that vote for Trump aren't even fucking old enough to really remember 9-11. Nope. At least somebody like our age can kind of make sense of it. They're inheriting a really fucked up place that they just can't even wrap their heads around because they're too busy doing Drake fucking dances on TikTok. Say you're 25 years old, right? Say you were young around 9-11. And the world you grew up in is just an America that goes through a recession every five or 10 years. Had these perpetual wars that just, you don't recall them starting and you don't recall, like, they've just always been going on. Billionaires have always been super elite billionaires. I mean, they didn't have those in 2000. We had Bill Gates. We had this one billionaire. In, like, the 90s, they tried to break up his fucking organization. I feel like that was early 2000s when they tried to break up Microsoft. We could probably fact check that. They tried to break up Microsoft at the end of Bill Clinton's term, and the Justice Department was winning through appeals. They were 
It was going along fine. Uh, George W. Bush's administration actually ended it because they decided instead of breaking them up, we'll just hit them with a fine and settle out of court. Oh, it was 98. 2000, June 7, 2000 is when it ended. That took a while. Yeah. The Bush administration signaled they were just going to they were just going to settle, so they settled. But because they settled, there hasn't been an antitrust lawsuit since because the government was unsuccessful at breaking them up because they settled, so they've never gone after another company over antitrust laws. Mm. That's a huge kick in your pants if you pay for any software or services to any of these companies. So your telecom companies, your cable companies, your electric bill, all these fucking monopolies out there. You're getting raked over the coals by every single one of them because the government decided to settle with Microsoft. Yeah. But that's when politicians still did work, right? They were like, oh, you can't have a company this size dominate the market. Are you fucking kidding? It's terrible for everybody. So those days are over. Politicians don't even know what antitrust laws are anymore. They have no idea. They're Twitter feuding with celebrities. Like they don't give a shit. Has society evolved too far? From a technological standpoint. I don't think they've evolved at all. Well, Twitter didn't exist. Instagram didn't exist. It's Actually, here's a better question. Is social media part of a, the main vehicle? You, oh, fuck it. Forget this whole part. Stupid. Who gives a fuck? What? Did social media... Do they get... It got ahead of us? Yes. Absolutely. So there's a... there's. I mean, there's a whole science called emergence where... Basically, when swarms of things come together, you end up with that swarm creating things that it's unaware of, right? So I always wonder, like, what are all these social... Like, what are we building on the internet? What are people trying to go for? What are we doing to ourselves? Because you can't see it. Because we're, we're one object in the swarm. We don't see what the bigger picture is, what we're creating or doing or whatever. I don't know. I would say, if I think back about what our lives were like. In the 90s, I was just finishing high school and I was reading a lot of political books back then. They were all hashing it out and being very upset over the laws that were being created. That whole world is gone. Like, that shit is done. Nobody has any idea what any of the laws any politicians are passing ever until they hit the news, which is like one out of every thousand laws. You know what I mean? Like, you could literally take away people's freedoms every single day and they'd have no idea. And then you have people running outside going, they're taking our freedoms by making us wear masks. It's like, no, they took yeah. your freedom in the fucking legislature yesterday and you didn't pay attention to it. You don't even know what it's about. It's hard to figure out where everything really went crazy after 9-11, but I think... Yeah. I don't think we ever got back to where we were. I think you're right about that. But could you imagine growing up in the environment we have now? Like, if you're 25 now, how would you ever think that, like, politicians should be normal? Oh, no way. You know what I mean? Like, how could you even wrap your head around that? Like, oh, the politicians should be moral. It's like, what do you mean? None of these fucking people are moral. Look at what they do. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what you do with that. I don't know what it's like to grow up in it because I came into adulthood before all this chaos went crazy. I remember when things were relatively stable, at least like seemingly. Back then, people thought, oh yeah, I can trust this 401k or whatever. It's practical. It's regulated. I don't know anybody that thinks that the stock market's going to be there for them when they retire at this point. Oh, I know. Not at all. They hope it's going to be there, but th there's not a lot of faith in it. Except for all the people that became overnight stockbrokers last year during the pandemic. Every single one of those people stole money from somebody else. 
I mean, that's a siphon. Yeah. Every person that gets rich in the stock market means a bunch of suckers got poor. Absolutely. It's a fucking lousy system. It's crazy to me that, dude, 9-11 was 20 years ago. That is some wild shit. Yeah. That was a tough week. I remember it. What'd you do? Where were you? Do you remember? Well, I was about to go back for my sophomore year at Northeastern. And Northeastern went back later than most schools. So the only people that were still around were like you um, and my, my, my friends that were going to like UMass Dartmouth and stuff like that. So summer job had ended. We had painted uh, camp and then that was pretty much dried up. Oh, yeah. And I was just winding down the last couple of days. Nobody was around, you know, going out, sleeping until 10 in the morning. Some guy came to do our gutters and I hear him freaking out outside. And I was like, what is going on? And I opened the door. I'm like, what's up? And he goes, they just attacked the towers. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, we're going home. I'm too upset. I'm too upset. And I was like, <laughs> all right. I was like, I don't fucking care if you do the gutters today or if you come back tomorrow. So I, I called my dad and I was like, yeah, I couldn't finish the gutters. And then I was just, and then I saw the, um, the magnitude of it. And I was just like, oh my God. I was like, this is bad. This is really bad. I'm just feeling really awful for everybody in New York and DC and everything. And, um, yeah, I, I was like, this is, this is really not good. And I remember the news replaying the same footage over and over again of what was supposed to be people in the Middle East celebrating that they hit us. And later on, it was found out that a lot of those clips were not actual... Uh, stock footage bullshit. It was all fake. Yeah, stock footage bullshit. And that kind of set me on the path I think that I am now where I really distrust a lot of the media, particularly conservative media. And I remember it just being like a scary week. Your, your brain's getting ahead of you. You know, like you're just you're waiting for updates. You're, you're finding out how many people died. You couldn't escape it. Like they weren't showing anything else on the news except for 9-11. Yeah, the cleanup on the news was probably a month where they were like sitting yeah. through rubble, looking for people, hoping for the best. It was a long time. You're watching it unfold on TV. You're watching people jump out of the tower. Oh, God, for at least a year. How many times did you see that footage? I mean, it was just yeah. it was never ending. Crazy. I was at a Bristol Community College in class, and they came in and were like, everywhere he's got to go home. <laughs> We were like, all right, because it was the beginning of a semester. Yeah. Well, they, they mentioned it. They were like, oh, a plane hit one of the World Trade Centers. They're not sure what's going on, whatever. I got home, and then I think I was home in time for the second plane to hit. Because I was kind of watching the news and the second one hit. And it was like, wait, what? It was The first one, they weren't sure what was going on. The second one, they were like, this is an attack. And then your yeah. whole brain is yeah, like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Crazy. It was crazy. I was kind of like, at least I'm like in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I was in Taunton. So I was yeah. like, oh, I'm in the middle of nowhere. So I went to go visit my sister at work. They were watching it on TV there. It was just crazy. Everyone was just in disbelief. My school was shut down for, I think, a week or two. And I just dropped the semester. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. Like, that's enough. <laughs> like... Yeah. Do you remember when you went back to school? Yeah. I remember I moved into like a suite that year. I had different, I had uh, four roommates. We had like two, be two double bedrooms, our own bathroom in this like kind of cool hall. And yeah, I turned, I turned 21 that year. I was 20 going back to that. Was it delayed going back? Um, I don't recall it being really delayed because we already didn't go back until... No, I don't think it was. Northeastern didn't even go back until like the 18th or something like that anyway because it was on the trimester program, so it would start late. 
because there was a semester running over the summer. Um, That's right. I remember it being a little weird, but then I remember, like, you get back to college, you start seeing your friends, and you're kind of just like, meh. Like, you're not thinking about it as much because you're, like, right back in school. And I remember being in New York City, like, on the 10th anniversary and just being like, wow, you're seeing the armed, armed police everywhere. And just, like, you know, you're at, like, Penn Station, and it's just, like, pretty much locked down. It's crazy, man. I, I just... Just nuts, you know? Hmm. I, I do remember it just not being, like, the same, you know? Right. Yeah, back then, people were like, I would do anything. I wish I could sign up to the military and go kill these terrorist fucks. I'd do anything to protect my country. I know a couple of people who did. Yeah. But, like, old people were like, I'd do anything to protect this country. Yeah. Except not get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> Not wear a fucking mask and not get your yeah. fucking neighbor sick. Guess you don't care that. You know, much. I, I had a thought, and I don't know if I talked about this before, but you know, both of my grandfathers fought in World War II because that was the thing to do to defend the nation at the time, especially after the attacks on Pearl Harbor. If you're such a fucking patriot and you want to defend America, why can't you come together and put a mask on too? You know, just... how about not getting your neighbor sick? How about that? It's patriotic, man. So much to do, not spread a deadly disease that's captured fucking 650,000 American lives in the past year and a half. I wonder how many lives the Afghanistan war has claimed in 20 years versus how many people died in the attacks on 9-11. Of Afghanis? Not even just Afghanis, like U.S. soldiers that died over there. Do you want to combine the Iraq war that was needlessly thrown on top of it? Yeah. How many died? I would guess six or 7,000 American troops. Yeah. Maybe... 10,000 U.S. contractors that were not soldiers. Yeah. A million to a million and a half civilians in those two countries. Yeah. Far more people than what passed away, unfortunately, in 9-11. Yeah, 9-11 was in the 3,000s. And then what's the, you know, really, what is the point of war? We got Osama bin Laden. We were still there. Well, what drives me crazy is, you know, we just pulled out of Afghanistan, and there's so many goddamn news articles now about how we're no longer safe to protect ourselves against terrorism. We never were. Dude, you just spent 20 years having thousands of Americans die trying to maintain this place. What the fuck are you talking about? The whole reason that they said that they attacked in the first place was because we won't stay the fuck out of the Middle East. <laughs> That's it. Well, we try not to fuck around with people all over the world for a few years. We can't do it. Let Russia do it. You know what I mean? Let China do it. Let them be the fucking big dogs. How about we take all our natural resources and all our fucking skills and we invest in our people and get fucking ahead of other countries and make our country, you know great again <laughs> i mean every country has its problems but this country just seems like all we want to do in this country is kick our problems further down the road we can't deal with these giant companies we'll deal with it later we can't deal with this debt we'll deal with it later we can't deal with health insurance we'll deal with it later everything is like Later, 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 later. I don't know what the fuck these kids are going to do. The climate is literally going to destroy all the cities. We'll deal with it later. It's too soon. We'll deal with it later. I guess this is the most optimistic episode we've had. I <laughs> uh, got a big announcement. Mm -hmm. It's enormous. This is our 52nd episode. 
This is the completion of season one. Wow. This is wow. an entire year of podcasting. A year ago? Like this week? Well, it would have been next week, I think. Next oh, week? no, because wow. this would be the end of it. So it'd be two weeks from now. That feels about right. Yeah. Every episode is released weekly. I'd never release two in the same week. So Yeah, we never missed a week. Even though we doubled up, this this is it. This is the 52nd episode and we're on schedule. Wow. And we're never going to miss an episode ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's my question for you. What do we do now? We need to strategize. We do. I was thinking about that. Well, I'm currently out of time. <laughs> it's hard for me to get these things up every week. Do you want to take a break? Well, I don't know. It's a good question. But I know what the last few episodes were late because I didn't have time to get to them. So let's take a break. How long? We should, we should set it. One month. I have some other ideas. Okay, let's hear them. Um, well, I have one other idea. One other idea is to cut the show down to a half an hour. I don't hate that. It would cut my editing down in half. It would make the episodes more selective as to what we talk about. Yeah. But it would still be weekly, though, and that's... It's not a lot of content for a week. I don't know if it matters. No. I don't know. I don't know I don't know what people are listening to. Do people listen to short podcasts? Yeah, definitely. People listen to short podcasts. They listen to long podcasts. Everybody listens to everything. Right. I have always thought the amount of time that you spend on editing these shows is... Obviously, the end result is great. I like the sound of them better, less edited, personally. Yeah, but it's still... I'm still putting in, like... Our usual episodes are about six hours of editing. Yeah. Which is significantly less than I was doing, because I was doing closer to 15 hours. The episode with DG went, that took extra time because of the guest. Um, yeah, sure. Because I had to edit a third layer, so that was closer to 10 hours. But my problem is, like, I'm having a hard time getting to it. Well, yeah, it wasn't, it's one of those things where I had kind of gotten back, like, I did the shop talk shit, and then throughout the fall, you know, throughout the summer and the fall, it was whatever, and then we started this up, and it was cool. But you still had a lot more time, and you were enthused about editing it. I remember being like, yo, why is he spending this much time? And then I knew it wasn't, I knew there was no way that it would possibly last. And at some points, I kind of figured, oh, he's eventually going to want to go work on a movie, so he's not even gonna have time for this so i think the thing to do i think one thing that you did that was cool was like you used to say like oh i look at this more like it's a radio show so why don't we make it into like a radio show we take a break and instead come back with a season of like 10 episodes or something like that it doesn't have to just continue to be you and me talking to each other in a room you know like right 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 and we've covered a lot of ground and it's it's been awesome but it is a little redundant at this point right maybe we need to spend more time thinking about topics yeah i i like the way we do it i like the way that we just bring stuff to the table and see which sticks and which doesn't and then cut out the shit that's boring i think that's a pretty good thing but i do think there is some redundancy to it i mean we cover the same ground over and over and over again so taking a month off is going to be a problem because that's going to land us right in the middle of uh i have two weddings in a row one is my brother's Mm. so let's take two months off we can take a break let's do this yeah i think i think i know what i want to do it is september 9th so not quite two months but i say we come back november 2nd with a halloween episode actually you know what fuck that i say we release on halloween day I say we release on Sunday. Yeah, 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 I like that. I like that. Let's reformat. Let's relaunch on Halloween. It's a Sunday. So we record the week before Halloween. We'll record before that date. Right. Sometime in October, we'll record an episode and it'll release on Halloween. Mm -hmm. We'll decide how we want to change the format and how we want to make it manageable moving forward. I'm down. I'm totally down. All right. So guys, it's not... 
it's not goodbye. It's just... It's the completion of season one. And season two is going to be different to get you listeners back on track. I like it. I mean, we owe them something different. I would say so at this point. I'm ready for something new. Switch gears, clean it up, do something different, bring some people in. Maybe in the revised version, we only do guests. Maybe it's bi-weekly. Maybe it's X, Y, or Z. Whatever it is, we'll make sure it's got more to it. I don't want to make any decisions on what we're going to do because I could feel totally different in a couple weeks and I could be like, I want to do it every week. You know what I mean? But let's... uh, Yeah. I mean, the thing is with me is everything in my life is so fucking up in the air. I would rather podcast all day and this is how I would make a bunch of money in a perfect world. But I don't know how to do that, so... It's a tough market. These people are tough to please. (laughs) They sure are. If I think I think the difference is is that we're over here ta- telling people don't believe in conspiracy theories, don't take fucking ivermectin, and the top fucking podcasters in the world are doing just the opposite. So I think we're I think I think for one, I think another thing that probably happened is a lot of our listeners probably had to get back to work. Oh yeah, and a lot of Joe Rogan's listeners did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're in the ICU. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm extremely proud of the fact that we just did a year of this without a single missed episode. Considering we both went on vacation, too. Everything came out on the day it was supposed to come out. Granted, I like to release in the morning. Some came out lunchtime, but... That's more consistent than most of the podcasts I listen to. I figured once you started traveling for work again, that might be it. Or a changer for the show. And I think I think maybe a little bit, but... And it still could be because I've, yeah. I've traveled lightly, but I haven't been traveling the way I was. Yeah. If you were traveling the way that you were, this wouldn't even be possible. But if we switch things up, modify the format, it may be it may be doable even under those circumstances. So it's all about longevity, man. We're supposed to hit that hundred episode. One for the ages. What we wanted to do for the audience this week is we wanted you guys to feel like you deserve a break as well. So <laughs> Ed's fun hour. You're welcome. We should just become a comedy podcast when we come back. Let people have some laughs. We'll come back. Just jokes. No more of this hard shit. Thank you for joining us for season one of the 50 Ton Podcast. We will see you on Halloween.